Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I am delighted to be joined by the CEO of Mansfield Town, Carolyn Radford, for this month's Ramble Meets. Um, sat here in the oldest football stadium in the world, no yes. less. I didn't actually know that until we arrived here yeah. today, so what, what a privilege. I know. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, my first question to you, I suppose, is how did you first come to start working in football? Mm, so I've, I've come from quite a, a diverse background, I guess. It, you know, didn't follow a traditional football route into mm. it of playing football. I guess some of the executives did. I don't really know how a football executive gets involved in football. Yeah. Um, but my story is that I um, read uh, politics at university up in Durham and um, moved down to London and worked in fashion I love fashion um, and um, in a legal capacity I've got a master's in professional legal practice and um, uh, then uh, was setting up a fashion um, house um, for my husband and he bought this football club right so I was working in very much a business kind of um, uh, executive um, office background um, and then um, this football club wasn't being run how it needed to be it was very much on its knees um, and at the age of 29 he said do you want to go in and see what's actually happening in there um, and I arrived at Mansfield and how much of a challenge was it for you when you first arrived here? Yeah, it was a huge uh, challenge, a massive shock to the system. So, it, I mean, I think almost, you know, being naive to the world of football, it actually stood me in better stead because I didn't, don't, probably wouldn't, if I'd have known now what, you know, yeah. what lay ahead, yeah. I might not have actually um, done it. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, football, the the, the the way a football club is run you've got so many different businesses um involved you've got you know retail um you've got shops you've got restaurants you've got kiosks you've got obviously footballers to look after yeah. you know we have obviously 20 25 main team um you know individuals to look after and then you've got your management then you've, we've got a youth system you know there's a lot of people involved a lot of you know people to manage and young people to manage which you know is is quite a feat in itself um, and um, you know it's it's not just about the product on on a match day that you see there's a lot mm. behind the scenes that has to go on in order to a make the business work as a business and be profitable um, or as close to being profitable as it can be um, and um, you know obviously the the dream is to win your match on on match day and then you get bigger crowds and you know but there's a such a huge operation involved in football you know it's not just kicking mm. a ball around <laughs> yeah of course do you do you think that coming in from outside into into this new industry this mm. new world means that you weren't in possession of all this 
sort of generally accepted wisdom about how a football club maybe should be run because mm. I've heard people in the past I've spoken to people who have been involved in the ownership of different clubs in the past yeah. and they've said to me when they've gone into a football club for the first time mm -hmm. they couldn't believe what was going on in terms no. of outgoings and the way people essentially mm. run the business side the money yeah. side did you think that was I know you probably yeah. don't want to be too rude to the to the ex-owners yeah. I understand that but no. there was clearly a lot of changes that needed to be made very very early on yeah no it was it was very much like cash-based um, business and so um, it was pay on the turnstiles you know you come in uh, pay your tenner or however much it was and go through and then there was nobody counting who how many people were going through the actual gates yeah. you know the logs weren't really? working okay. um the the you know nothing it was quite quite serious safety issues really yeah. um and and the, revenue and, reporting, and revenue reporting yeah, yeah. so the money wasn't coming back into the system we also had so many volunteers that were helping out um and they weren't being paid but i think unfortunately they were being paid right. so it was very very hard to tally up you know um the the in the income revenue streams because it just there was nothing there was no accountability um and there was a lot of fraud going on so what did you do first of all to start to combat that do you sit everyone down so this is a new yeah you know, now this is what we're going to be doing going forward yeah absolutely i just literally had to break it all down um and not get too overwhelmed with the with the whole situation um and you know it, it was very much this is how we've always done it yeah, you know okay. this is you know it was hard to change and have a whole shift in in um, thought processes of how it was now going to be run as a business. Yeah. And we still have that now, you know, we don't allow people to just go and pay on the gate. I'm using right. that as, a, as an example yeah. now. Um, you have to actually go and get a ticket <laughs> and present the ticket and then yeah. go through the gate that way. Um, and we still, you know, supporters still, you know, are upset about that, that they want to pay, even though you, could, you can just go to the ticket office and get tickets, not too much more hassle, mm. but it's, it's hard to change a whole mindset of, of individuals and we had to have a big clear out yeah. um you know unfortunately we just had to um um i had to be you know the ruthless ruthless yeah, yeah. um yeah young woman that was coming in and but you know it had to be done because we coming from you know such a strong big business background um, you have to you have to run a business as a as a business or else it's just not going to work and then the football club would have gone you know, slipped further and further into debt, into and, debt, it. and yeah. it probably wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Okay. And do you think part of the battle would be to get the message across to supporters? And the reason I ask that is because in this day and age, many, many supporters of many different clubs would have, mm. would I think, fairly seen news of a new owner coming in with mm -hmm. a certain amount of trepidation because mm -hmm. I'm not saying that all owners are like this because obviously no. they're not but we've seen what's happened at places like Charlton and Leighton Orient yeah. so I guess a part of that is essentially owning the message and letting them know mm. that you're here for the greater good and this yeah. is why you've got to do those things have you, have you found that easy to get that yeah. message out? I think it's it's just been time really I think okay. you know because you've been here for a while yes you? yeah I've been here now six about years, six years yeah. Yeah. yeah so and we've done a huge amount in that time and we you know um, I think being young as well and being energetic Energetic. Um, I'm very much a doer, yeah. so uh, you know we. You can see improvements going on completely throughout the stadium. It's unrecognisable to yeah. to when we came in. You know we've got youth systems set up now of you know, over 500 um, 
children. We didn't have a women's football team. Um, now we do, and we've got uh, again about 300 coming through that, and mm -hmm. you know going down to age seven, I think. Um, and um, we didn't have a training ground. We now have a training ground about five minutes up the road. Um, uh, again, we've got a couple of um, 4G pitches, and then big pavilion being built at the moment. Three uh, full-size grass pitches. Um, we are building a Hilton hotel at the side of the of the ground in this this uh, stand that we're in now. Um, it, the football club is active all the time, all through the week. It's not just you know it's like a ghost town it used to be. Mm. Um, other than a match day, now we have you know all sorts of uh, commercial you know tribute acts and things like yeah, that going that. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which brings people in and it, it really makes the football club a, the hub of a community. Mm. Um, and you know Mansfield very much needed. Um, you know, uh, some zest of life and some action yeah. and some enthusiasm being put back in because you know it's very much a kind of a town that's been um, also on its knees. Like the football club when we came in, it's yeah. you know it was very heavily um, hurt by the old mining um, industry and where that went and. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was going to be my next question actually about the, the role in the community. I can mm. I, I could sort of feel when we, when we first came in, and now speaking to you now that you see it as more of a community focused project. Yeah. And I think that's something tangible that supporters will be able to feel. If, if they mm -hmm. don't really even understand or receive the message effectively, they'll still be able to feel it, yeah. and that is really important, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Um, on, on the, the role of a CEO from day to day, mm -hmm. um, you've explained quite a lot about what, what you've been doing since you've been here, and you guys have been very busy, obviously. Yeah. What, a lot of football fans would have heard a, a role of a CEO, a CEO, sorry, or a director or an owner talked about quite a lot in, mm -hmm. in football. What, what do you actually do day to day out mm -hmm. of interest? Um, oh, such a wide range of things. I know it's pretty quite hard to answer. And yeah. also, um, we, you know, we run our other businesses um, that um, actually bring the income in to support a football club. Right, okay, <laughs> so, yeah, okay, um, sure. Along those sides. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of... Um, I've, I learned the art of delegation very right. early on because okay. I can't actually do everything. So I think effectively my role is making sure that um, our managers that we put in place who are phenomenal, not just the football manager, uh, but across the, you know, say food and beverage manager and the ticket office mm. and uh, make sure that they're all working effectively. Are these um, all new hires, are they? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and, um, um, uh, supporting the manager you yeah. know we have Steve Evans he's you know quite a high maintenance kind of guy okay, right. <laughs> I think we probably rank on a similar level me uh, and Steve okay um, and um, you know we we support him quite heavily you know listening to obviously we don't pick the team or anything like that but no. we want to listen to you know his problems and and try and you're basically a problem solver yeah so whenever my phone rings it's with a problem okay. and I have to find a solution to mm. to solve it um, in terms of safety of the of the football club so um, I'm involved in making sure that you know there's no major incidents and you have to put so many risk assessments in place and things like that I, I sometimes have to look for housing for a player oh, really? okay. <laughs> yeah or go into a house and see have you have, have they trashed it or you know we get, get reports from the landlord <laughs> saying wow what's happened here really you okay. know um, they such a variety of things um, yeah, we've we've just had a new. I've learnt all about grass out of season because we've had a new pitch laid. Is it Desso? Um, it, yes, is it, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's a mixture, Desso, yeah. and apparently it didn't go down to the right depth, so yeah. it now has to be done again next year because they didn't go down twelve 
Really? So, so, so I chatted to the Arsenal grounds <laughs> a number of months ago. Yeah. And I spoke to him for about 40 minutes just about pitches. Oh, it's incredible. So it is. It? Yeah. yeah. So much goes into it. That's know, right. Really. Yeah. So people talk about um, artificial pitches. Oh, we're not sure about that. They're, mm. they're basically half artificial already, aren't they? That's right. Because of the, yeah. They're the, individually knitted in, aren't knitted they? Knitted in. And it's, yeah, to do with the sand or, mm. I don't know. Yeah. With, <laughs> with your relationship you touched on there with the mm. players, of course, you have to have a relationship with some of the players. But yeah. I suppose I detected there that you were a little bit... Um, keen to point out that you don't pick the team or anything like that no. and that's a bit of a no-no isn't it we, yeah. we hear horror stories of, of owners and CEOs going into the dressing room mm. and all that stuff but you have to have a relationship with the playing staff yeah. and make decisions on that basis yeah. is it a bit of a balancing act yeah I mean we we try and make it very much like a, a family um, kind of atmosphere in the club so um, and we're all one team uh, Steve's very focused on um, making sure that we you know we're all firing in the same position and that we're all very knitted together um, and um, we we have a relationship I don't get you know I don't go and watch training or right. things like that it's not that's not my place yeah. um, and um, you know I also make sure that I am that one step removed because I'm 35 years old mm. as well mm. you know relatively attractive female mm. and I you know I don't, I don't want any kind of you know to be unwanted attention unwanted attention yeah, okay. yeah so I'm quite um, astute about that um, and um, yeah but we, we you, you know I know all about every single player I probably know a little bit too much about football okay. <laughs> these days okay. um, and um, yeah but no I'm very much a, a troubleshooter too okay. and dealing with you know negotiating the contracts with the players yeah. you know that's my major role um, okay. and you know being aware of how contracts work in, in a legal capacity is yeah. quite helpful and of and because it's our money as well when you're negotiating a contract you know I um, I'm extra careful about you know yeah. you've got a vested interest in I've spending got vested it interest. Yeah, yeah so we need okay. to make sure those agents don't get their hands on too much of course <laughs> I've heard all about that in the past so if you've got a manager I'm not suggesting you have because I don't know Steve Evans but if yeah. you had a manager who was a combustible type character mm. you he would maybe see it as a bit of an affront for you to be too close to the players or, yeah. or speaking to them on what on, yes. on different um, occasions yeah stuff. okay that's, that's interesting do, do you think that um with, 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 the, with the way you sort of have to bring a player in, we, we, we saw Steve Evans actually on the television uh, on deadline day fairly recently. Mm -hmm. when, when he identifies a player, does he then come to you and say, this is the player I want? And then, yeah. and then you go back to him and say, this is why we can't get this player. Or do you say, right, I'm off to go and, to go and do it. Well, tell us a bit about the process. Well, there. in terms of, I mean, we've had different managers. So, you know, we had um, just talking, the, the um, two different ones we've had Adam Murray before who yeah. really didn't have much experience in um, um, in well it was his first job yeah. you know, and he did a really fine job um, yeah. but he was still learning himself um, and so I think in, in terms of contacts and knowing which player you want to target and mm. then actually going and getting your targets mm. um, is quite um, a ruthless and and tough process you know and going sometimes I had to be dealing with the chairman of other clubs and uh, on behalf of Adam and um, bringing players in uh, mm. whereas with Steve Steve very much knows his targets yeah. um, and um, and has the know-how and mm. he's been, you know he's been in it a lot. I've I've learned from Steve if that makes the sense the tricks of the trade yeah. and how how it all works I mean it's been we brought in 15 players over the close season which you know 
that it's just the you know the kind of the knowledge that I've gained over that period has been incredible. Yeah. Having Barry Fry sat here oh, really? trying to get a little bit more what out of like? <laughs> What was that like? It was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he's such a charming guy. Um, but also, you know, again, knows he knows every trick in the book and yeah. knows how to. And, you know, I'm on the phone to John going, oh, he just wants, he won't take such a percentage he won't do it and John's like well I'm not going down anymore I'm like, he, look I can't make him budge he's saying make him budge so you know and that's literally fact of what's happened so yeah. you know I and I think also being a female I can say things perhaps that men can't say so I can you know I can be a little bit more um, forward yeah um, and you know edgy and still professional but mm. kind of you know maybe use my weapons of female to my advantage. Karen, I was going to ask you about that because we hear, I mean, you're one of only two female CEOs in, in professional football yeah. and we know that. And the, the traffic and the conversation around a female CEO in football tends to only go one way. It's very mm. hard and, and I understand all that, all that chat. But as you just touched on there, it must come as an advantage in some cases. You must mm. be able to sort of, as you just described there, you must be able to sort of um, turn that to your advantage yeah. um, by just offering a different angle on things, a different type yeah. of approach and that sort of thing. Have you found that that's something you can use to your advantage? Absolutely. I think, you know, that's why I, I look at why there aren't so many females involved in football and all the problems that we have and the major underrepresentation. I mean, you mm. just can't take it away from the, the statistics are there mm. for themselves. Um, and, it, you know, you're not treated very well a lot of the time mm. and you are, it's like kind of a derisory look at, oh, who's this token woman that's in involved in the game is she actually involved in the game does yeah. she really you know Do you experience that, that directly? Yeah, yeah absolutely all okay. the time so I think and I think it is because of the way that I look you know mm. and perhaps being young and you know younger than most um, executives out there in, involved with the game mm. um, but um, that's, it's it, a female can add a, a hugely important role you mm. know in terms of and also you know like I said, it's not just negotiating contracts and things, which, yes, I could flick my hair and mm. say, oh, please, yeah. can you take, you yeah. know, but again, it's business, isn't it? Everybody's yeah. protecting their own money. Yeah. Um, and so you, that works to a degree. But um, I think where, where a female voice is very important is in, you know, maybe difficult situations or, you know, hard business. Um, yeah. And a female approach can kind of unravel the testosterone um it, you know impromptu decision making that can can perhaps go very wrong in, in yeah. a lot of cases and steady the ship a little bit yeah, you okay. know so you maybe not quite as combustible perhaps no I think so yeah. and l I've got a much less less ego okay right <laughs> I, can, I can believe that yeah Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit. 
that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. When you first came in to do the job, I suppose it would have been interesting and, and also a little bit daunting, mm. I, I presume, not having anyone who's of, of your similar background or your 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 your, your different approach to, yeah. to to you because you're 29 years old, you come into this professional football club, yeah. and there's no one really other mm. than Karen Brady, I guess, who's, who yeah. seems to be the go-to sort of That's woman right. in football these days because there is no one else. Mm-hmm. So do you think that made it harder or do you think it made it easier for you to sort of burn your own path? Um, I think I've just, I am, you know, just just keeping on going and, and creating my own journey. Learning um, as you go. Sort learning of as I go, yeah. yeah. And and I, what I do all the time is that I never stop learning and, you know, reading up on things. And, and also, if I do something wrong, um, I'm not a moronic thinker in that I can kind of recognise where where I've gone wrong mm. and not do it again. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I think, I'm, you know, I'm a very intelligent woman. Um, and you know, make sure that I, you know, use my intellect to my full ability. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, what do you think needs to happen then, as we move forward through football, as your career moves forward, to see mm. more representation, female representation, um, at board level, and, yeah. and, 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 and even at management level, I suppose. And then mm. we have officials, official officials now who are who are female. Mm. What, what would you like to see happen? What steps, in your opinion, need to be taken for this to be better represented? Um. I mean, it's really difficult, isn't it? You look at kind of the composition of Parliament and how how it's, you know, working on quotas, or you know, you look at the Rooney Rule. Could yeah. that work in mm. a in a female mm. way? And also, just just being a little bit kinder to to and you know, to females working in the game, mm. um, and you know. Um, I just wondered if there was a goal then. <laughs> no, there's not. No, um, not just keep so yeah, it, um, there's there's a uh, many different approaches. I think just also, I hope that it, sh- it you know over time it won't be oh there's a woman in mm. in football that it'll just be a natural thing. Of that, course, like the difference you know, between I suppose if you take. Um, I suppose Parliament, if you take a, a number of MPs, they're obviously representing male and female across the board I mean that's just they're, they're there to represent the people I suppose yeah. with football 
we're talking when we when we talk about football, we're basically talking about men's football, aren't we? Because there yeah. are women, there is women's football, of course, but that's essentially treated as a different sport for yeah. commercial reasons, for competition reasons. Women's football teams don't mm -hmm. play against men's football teams. Yeah. So, um, as we were talking about just before we came on air, the path into being having some sort of management role in football as a woman mm. is nowhere near as obvious as no. it would be. Um, for a man because they, a very good point. they would be a player through to a manager and after that when they get a bit older maybe they'd move upstairs and become some sort of director. Mm. Um, there's no obvious way for a, for a woman to do that, I don't But think. I don't think there's an, a, an obvious way for a man to do it either. I suppose not, no. Because um, when you actually look at, if you went up to the Grimsby box there yeah. and asked the directors what their background is or chief exec what their yeah. background is, I mean, you know, it's, it's a real business it yeah. tends to be. Um, and I think there's, a, there's quite a few agents but then you think, well, you know, that then then go tr going to being a chief exec or something. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there is there is no obvious route. I think most people don't start off in life with. I want to be a doctor and I, you know, some people do, I guess, and then they mm. become a doctor and that's their life. But most people, you know, it's it is a varied path, isn't things, it? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel your way and you end up doing different things. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, it's purely because I'm female that people say, oh, you've not had a... Uh, you've not played football before. Yeah. Do you know about football? Yeah. How dare yeah. you be working I'll, in football? I'm sure, there, I'm sure there are plenty of CEOs out there who don't know anything about football. No, and that's right. Yeah, and no, to be I'm honest, sure. you, yeah, you, you do. I, I do know a little bit more now than yeah. when I came into For the sure. job. <laughs> so, with the, with the directorships you hold in other businesses and in other industries, have yeah. you noticed? the female representation more broadly in business to be better over the years since you've been doing it? Yeah, um, okay. yeah I think there's definitely, I, I mean, I'm involved in insurance um, and um, law. I also uh, own a beauty salon too. Okay. <laughs> so um, it's, um, and I think it's different industries. There's very, very little, very few that are um, as underrepresented as football. Um, as football. Yeah. Changing train slightly then to talk about yeah. Mansfield Town. I mean, we've seen all the, uh, all the we've actually heard a bit as well about all the improvements you guys have made since you've been here. Yeah. Where do you think Mansfield Town realistically fits in the, in the scheme of football, in the, in, in the rich tapestry of football? Where do you think realistically Mansfield Town can yeah. get to on with, with the plan you've got in place? Well, comfortably we would, and it, and it is comfort, comfortably, we've looked at the figures and everything, um, We'd love to be in the championship, so um, yeah, I think that's a. It, then you look at Bournemouth yeah, <laughs> as know, the right? case in point. Once you're in the championship, you I never know. know do that's you? right. Yeah. We definitely give it, you know, one go. But it's. Um, it, I like uh, you know Ben over at Burton. We yeah. we we speak to him quite a lot, Ben mm. Robinson, yeah. and and he. Well, they've done very well, of course. He, yeah, and they sit there and they and it's incredible when you talk to him that how he and he runs it as a business yeah. and it makes it work in, in at such such a great level. Mm. Um, so realistically, we'd like to be in the championship, but the Premier League would be nice too. Yeah, <laughs> You've got a dream. Of What's the point in well, be not no point being competitive? There'd be yeah. no point doing it, would there? We have seen, <laughs> once you get into the Championship, we've seen Brighton, Bournemouth, Huddersfield as yeah. well. Of course, Burnley have done it yeah. more recently as well. Blackpool. Yeah, indeed. For, for Well, let's not talk about what happened to no. Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Um, so you, you think um, with the amount of clubs that are around the area, because it's quite a packed area geographically for football clubs, mm. you think you can do cream or rise to the top and with the infrastructure you've got and, yeah. and the appointments you've made, you can, you can rise above. Yeah, I mean, area. it's really 
really, it's all about winning games, isn't of course. it? I mean, yeah. if you win in the games, then the, the crowds will come. You, down the road at Lincoln, they had a great cup run, then got mm. promoted at the end of last season, and they're packing out their stadium week yeah. in, week out. And when we were in the conference together, you know, four or five years ago, they were barely getting a thousand people through right. two thousand people. So, you know, it's 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 about winning, you know, on match day. Um, we know that, so hopefully uh, our manager can make us win on a match day, yeah. or else there's going to be a little bit of trouble. But yeah. um, it's, um, it's, yeah, yeah. That, that's realistic, though. You think the championship? Championship, the yeah. Championship. I mean, the Notts County, um, Nottingham Forest, and Nottingham Forest. It's it's a fantastic football club. Mm. Um, you know, um, they've been going through a bit of turmoil recently. And well, they're traditionally a top flight club, aren't they? Of course, they, of course. they are. Yeah, yeah. European Cup winners. And Absolutely. Uh, could Mansfield battle with them? I don't know. Um, but uh, certainly, I think the town deserves to have a football mm. club to be proud of. Uh, I, you know, we, and we're obviously League Two club at the moment. Mike, the club I support, Portsmouth, were League Two last season. Wow, yeah. yeah. We, we won the league last <laughs> I love year. Which Portsmouth is too. Yeah, good, great. Great, great club. Um, you know, Northampton Town obviously breezed through League Two, didn't they? Yeah. It seems to be that if you get the mix get the mix right, get a good manager, Chris Wilder at the time, upwardly mobile manager, yeah. you can actually put a real run together. And I know Mansfield so far this season haven't maybe got mm. the results, but they've played okay, haven't they? So yeah, far? we have, yeah. So it is I mean it is eminently doable yeah. to, to get into League One, and then once you're there, that's the first step yeah. of the journey. Yeah. You get that trajectory going, don't you? Absolutely. And do you th- do you think it, would you would you would you like to think this is all going to be built on? I know you've put a lot of money and investment into into a training centre, and and you want a Category Three academy and all the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. Is that the, is that the bedrock of what you're trying to achieve? So you think there's going to be players in the area, young kids coming through, and you can grab them, and and it's going to be based on that? Yeah. Um, it's it's a really difficult thing, isn't it? I mean. The manager that we've got at the moment, I mean, you may, may as well be honest about this. Mm. Um, he wants to win games, doesn't yeah, he? So right. it's going to be Adam. We, well, we he wants a we job, doesn't a, he? Yeah, he yeah. wants it. And, you know, we had Adam and we had made, made, I'll use the word made, him have four of our academy players each year. Okay. So they, four would, would be In the going into the, into the first team. Yeah, yeah, they'd be given professional contracts. Um, and we've tried to to run that role um since then would they make it into the first team with the current manager i don't think so okay so i think he you know certain managers want proven you know and it's also the the football is becoming so global isn't it you know you're looking all the international footballers that come mm. in that uh, mm. makes it really hard at groups, root, grassroots level yeah. to to come through but certainly we that would be a fantastic model. And there are certain football clubs, I mean, um, you know, Stevenage, uh, not, yeah, Stevenage and Colchester, uh, I know there, Colchester Robbie, he, he really wants to, to run that kind of um, academy thing through. And yeah. uh, he, I think when we played against them, seven of his squad had right. come through the academy. Really, okay. Which, and it makes pure financial sense yeah. as, as a chairman of a football club. Mm. But it depends on the manager, and it and it depends on you know what results and what expectations you realistically have, mm. where you want to go with the season. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a balancing act, isn't it? Between you, 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 it's not a very easy sell to the fan base no. or to or to you know people 
who, who were trying to sort of keep the club afloat to say, oh yeah, well we may be bottom of the league and we've not won a single game, but look right. at all these young players we're going to have in five years' time. You know, right. it doesn't really make any sense. And so from Steve Evans's, Evans's point yeah. of view, I completely. Uh, sympathise with his position because ultimately he, he wants yeah. to keep his job yeah exactly and and also you know, for fans as well that, that's that's the awkward thing too so if we hadn't this season signed you know 50 more players even on transfer deadline day we're still signing players and they're like oh what, when's the next striker coming in when's right. the next you yeah. know and if I was to say <laughs> so oh, we're actually going to go and use um, one of the play strikers from yeah. our academy I think I would have got <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. but no but it does need to happen yeah. though and so you know with, with the new um e triple p system in place where you know you guys have stated and aim to mm. to be, have a category three status um academy which yeah. means you have to invest a half oh, year, I think. yeah it is and it's then a lot. As, as far as i understand it at that point even if you have kids coming through that academy a Category 1 academy can come with 48 hours notice and poach your players and just give you essentially a token amount of money. So in many ways, actually, it might be a bit of a hiding to nothing anyway because you don't know how long you're going to keep these players because mm. they could just get picked off by a bigger club. Yeah, that's true. It's hard, isn't it? I know. It's tough old it's, job. Uh, the, these, the, to get this, the statuses, um, the EPPP, it's just it, the amount of paperwork mm. and the, it's, it's unbelievable. Did, did the Mansfield vote for, vote for the plans? Did we watch Did it? you vote for the plans to go through the EPPP a few years oh, ago? I'm not going to say. Okay. okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, but, you know, we have to work within these guidelines. Yeah. And, you know, we have to, and, you know, we want to, you know, make sure that we have a great, great academy. Yeah. So we'll see. But you think the Category 3 one is is realistic for, for, for the size of club and yeah we're going to go for it you have to have an indoor facility there's all these different with each different rating that you do you have to basically have better facilities and you know just such a um, myriad of operations going yeah. on to make it all and, to tick and, all the boxes yeah and, and, and as you go up the level I guess it gets more demanding because yeah. I think category one is two and a half million a year isn't that's it that's right yeah incredible amount of money really yeah. for, for a smaller club isn't yeah. it yeah okay that's, that's that's really interesting because because I, I mean I, I realise you don't necessarily want to talk too much about the vote you did or didn't make mm. on the triple P but for me it, 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 I was saying to on the on the way up here actually yeah. that I find it a little bit disappointing because the romance of, of a club having a load of local players playing for the team and, and mm. achieving things and, and taking that to its natural conclusion would be Celtic who won the European Cup in you know yeah. forty or fifty years ago with local players yeah. it seems that that's almost going to be impossible now. Yeah. I know it's sad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I, I, but there are clubs out there that are are still trying to 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 get players through their academy and get mm. them into the first team, and we certainly want to do that. That's definitely, you know, um, John, my husband, who's the mm. chairman of the club, he's from Mansfield, mm. you know, a boy, from, and and I think he still has that nostalgic and you know not just nostalgic he he wants to see you know some local homegrown talent mm. um coming through and playing mm. for the club um but there's so many factors involved now that mm. it's it's becoming more and more difficult, difficult. yeah Yep, sadly, that's that's the way of the world. When when you when you guys came into the club, did you have a sort of five ten year plan to sort of what you wanted to achieve? And, yeah, and, and I know it's a labour of love because John yeah. is a fan of the club. Are, yeah. you, are you on track for that? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. so we, um, I think we almost broke even at the end of 
uh, last season. Mm. This season, I'm not going to talk about. Okay, right. <laughs> you know, we've invested heavily. We're because having what, a go this year. That's interesting, Carolyn, Carolyn because we, we read, I read on the way up here on, on a news, mm. in, a, in, a, in, a, um, in a news story that you guys were in line to be profitable this financial year. Mm. And that was the case. Yeah, it was, yeah. But we we have heavily invested in the squad. I mean, okay. you can't take that away, yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, hopefully sponsorship might increase and, you know, there'll be more people coming through the grounds the gates will increase you know to kind of to help balance the books maybe but um yeah last season was easier to to manage but the playing budget this season's been more tricky right okay <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave that, we'll leave that yeah. one there but it's, it's, it, with um, the team i support portsmouth we used to regularly get about 11 12 000 oh, I know. and yeah. then we went up through to the premier league in 2003 yeah and even though we were relegated a number of times since yeah. then you still see really big attendances yeah, so do. i think yeah, there is something in that if you invest in the squad and, and you start playing good football and you get yeah. a, a little bit of relative success mm-hmm. it can then lead on from that and i guess that's what you're hoping for is that yeah right? no definitely you know we just want to get as many people we want to play enjoyable football i mean mm. football's a you know it's an it's an entertainment industry isn't mm. it and mm. like you said if if you're actually having a you know, a go, and your players are having a go. Mm. Um, then, and it's an entertaining game. Mm. Um, I think you'll, you know, you'll come back and not think, "Oh, what a waste of twenty quid no, yeah. um, on a Saturday." Which I regularly used to think down. that at Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it is—it's down to performance, isn't yeah. it? You know, you can't take that away. So, okay, and, and you talk about playing entertaining football there as well. Um, when, when it comes to hiring and firing. Of, of managers, mm-hmm. and I'll be I'll be sensitive here because I understand there's people's jobs we're talking That's about. That's right. Yeah. When you, when you hired Steve Evans, was that a consideration? You, you've liked the style of football that his teams have played in the past yeah. at Leeds and Rotherham and, and Crawley and, and all that. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the first and foremost, we want wanted promotion. Mm. So we, we Steve's had nine promotions, so right. it, it was kind of a no-brainer that. We we knew who we wanted. We tried, you know. We it was almost kind of a juxtaposition of going from Adam Adam Murray, who was very, you know, his first job, mm. to then someone quite seasoned yeah. and at this level um, has performed and you know got teams promoted on the bounce. And mm. you know, we it, we met Steve at um, <laughs> very randomly. We just you know called him up and. Um, it was after actually playing Portsmouth. Really? Was it the four <laughs> yeah, mil? it was. Yeah. yeah okay. I so that, we'd yeah. made yeah. the long <laughs> journey down to Portsmouth from Mansfield, yeah. um, and um, lovely part of the world, though, isn't it? Yeah, though? it is. To be fair, <laughs> it is to be fair, but a long, long way. And uh, then we came um, came back, and we just, you know, and it's a really hard, it's hard decision because we liked Adam, you know, mm. just talking about this situation, mm. and. Uh, and he was doing a good job, but then we, you got to look at the football club, and you have to be removed from from that emotional state. Sure. And you you're also protecting, you know. I mean, football clubs are the new churches, really, aren't yeah, they? There's a lot course, of people yeah. that are heavily involved emotionally within within the football club, and um, so we took the decision and thought, well, let's just let's think about it. We met met with Steve, met with Adam, met with Steve, um, and we randomly met uh, Steve in the place where he proposed to his wife. Right, okay. <laughs> so I, I like to say that I did my research yeah, on it and tried to romance him <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to convince him to, because obviously coming from Leeds, hmm. a huge club um, yeah. and, you know, fantastic club and 
come to Mansfield, Steve. Mm. And I think most people would have thought, you're never going to get Steve Evans, yeah. you yeah. know. But I forgot that there was a woman involved. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, you, yeah. When, when, you, when you interviewed him and chatted to him then, did you, did you li literally ask him the type of football he wanted to play as well? Yeah, it, it, we, yeah we did. But also, uh, it's a manager's job to decide, you know, what formation he's going to pick and mm. who, what style of football. And, you know, so personally, I didn't, I didn't talk about, you know, how he was going to... Um, formate his players on a mm. match day but I, I just wanted him to win games yeah but I like his style of play I okay. think he's you know I enjoy that I enjoy it anyway it always you know it has a go right to the end of each game okay. you know he's constantly battling and he mm. really it really is a battle um and um yeah do you, do you so fingers crossed then it all goes well with Steve Evans and you, you get guys get you know, successive promotion, shall we say, and you're yeah. in, in, in splitting distance of the Premier League. You, as, <laughs> as, as, as a CEO of a club who's, you know, with respect to the lower end of the football pyramid yeah. at the moment, yeah. um, do you look at the Premier League as a sort of exclusive club that you'd really love to be a part of? Mm. Or do you think of it, or do you try not to think of it in that way? Do you just think we're just going to be as successful as we can? And yes, see what I think that's it. That's it. We don't, I, you know, that you do dream to a degree, mm. um, but it's not not dreaming I think you've got to be realistic in your steps as well that you mm. that you take um, and just take each day as it comes and just do your job to the best ability mm. but in our in our plans um, you know you just never know do you with a with a, with a football club you know well as you, you said can, if you don't dream you wouldn't be doing it no, no yeah, and no you've point. got to yeah. be hugely competitive yeah. so and and on that note then with the Premier League we talked a little bit about the, the elite player performance plan and everything mm. and, and one, of the, one of the criticisms of, of that was well they're obvious actually so there's probably no point going into them but one of the defences that the Premier League issued in response was well actually we make a huge amount of money for football generally yeah. and the trickle down from the Premier League to yeah. the lower league clubs will be a great benefit to them. And it is, to be Do honest. you see that? Do yeah, you it is. You How can't, does that manifest itself? You then? can't take it away. I mean, we get a, a very, very sp small percentage of what they, you know, of what they negotiate with, say, you know, their media deals and everything. But All right, okay. I, I have to say that they... Um, in the negotiations that they do, you know, they do, they do do a really good job, don't they? I mean... It's it is it's you can't you take it away business wise. Um, whoever's negotiating these huge sums of money, you know that they're getting. But is that not just for them though? Do you not feel that, that it's leaving the other seventy-two clubs behind? Well, yeah, but you you know it's you you are still we are still benefiting in some ways. I think okay. the, the clubs do definitely get you know income from. Okay, from and, that, and yeah. I suppose it raises the I suppose it raises the consciousness of football. More generally, but the reason I say that is um, my wife's family are American, and, and um, when her father visited, he didn't really know anything about football, and he mm. knew about the Premier League because he'd seen it on TV. Yeah. But when he came over, he asked me what his local club was to where we lived. Yeah. And we told him it was it was Crystal Palace, but it could have been any club. That's and He would have right, wanted yeah. a shirt, and he would have wanted to say that he was a supporter of those. So yeah. so, of that team. So with the exposure, I guess, of the Premier League, I suppose you could sort of argue that football generally does benefit from an overall experience, like an exposure yeah. from it. And I guess if you get a big cup draw or something, then yeah, you, you exactly. get money from that as well. Yeah, we didn't last season, but who you, you know, you look season? at Lincoln and they, they, yeah. they were getting huge sums. They got Arsenal, didn't they? In yeah. The who were you hoping for this season? Oh, who would I like? Dreams high. <sighs> Portsmouth, not Portsmouth. You got beat last time. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> who would he say? 
maybe. Old Trafford, it's got to be. Man course. United. Yeah, it's yeah. not too far to go. go is it? We'll and, go Man United. All right, listen, Karen. <laughs> thank you very much for your time, and I wish Mansfield have all the best in the future. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It. No, it's been brilliant. Thank, thank you. you. This was a Radio Stakhanov production.